0: He's done it again! Marcus Rashford! Hey, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of FanRag Sports Premier League podcast. I'm Sebastian Norin, and with me on location is Paulie Quistel and Elliot Niblock. Paulie is somewhere near Manhattan in a car. And no, Eli- I'm in
1: Manhattan. Okay. I'm in Manhattan.
0: Okay. But he's traveling in a vehicle, and Elliot is on location in Costa Rica.
1: Si, sí, claro.
0: Claro, okay, cool. It
1: just it just shows to go. It sh- it just goes to show you. Shows to go. I don't know what the hell that means. Yes. Uh it goes to show <laughs> you. It goes to show you nothing will stop me from getting ready to, to deliver the hard Jose Marino takes.
0: There we go. Yep. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get to Manchester United in just a second. Uh we'll start things off with, you know, we had the FA Cup last week and then we had some EFL Cup action here midweek. Uh, let's start with the FA Cup. Was there anything special that stood out for you, Paulie, from the third round of the FA Cup?
1: Uh, other than Barrow's stadium uh, and just reading up on, on Barrow <laughs> and Rochdale and whoever the two teams that played on FS1 in that really boring nil-nil draw on an artificial uh, turf field, which. Ruins half the glory of the FA Cup because there's no mud.
0: That was Sutton uh, against Wimbledon, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll get a – I guess we're going to get a uh, a replay in that. And Wimbledon mm-hmm. should, should be good for a good muddy pitch on, like, a Tuesday night. Yep. But other than that – Oh, reading about Sutton was interesting. I, I found out Sutton has a baseball team. Uh, apparently, there's baseball in England. They have a governing body and everything. So, who knew? Cool. Um, other than that, yeah, the teams that were supposed to win won and the ones that weren't lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, one team that we expected to win, that was Liverpool. They got a scoreless draw against Plymouth Argyle. They play in League 2.
1: But was was Liverpool supposed they, to win? They, they also fielded out. like the youngest team in history.
0: Yes, they right. did, they but they should out. still beat a League 2 side.
1: I mean, but like, the, it's not only the age. Like the the lowest number on the field for Liverpool is like fifty-one.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, other Premier League sides. And, and
1: to Jurgen yes. to Jurgen Klopp's credit, he took it in good stride, and he did. But he, you know, he made a comment, and it wasn't false that the entire city of Plymouth was in the box, um, and. It's just also this is Jurgen Klopp's strategy, he did it last year. The guy is determined to play as many fixtures in January as possible. Yep.
0: So. Yeah, looking at some of the Premier League sites that got knocked out, uh, Stoke they lost 2 0 against Wolves, and uh, West Bromden, they suffered a 2 1 defeat to Darby County. And then we had some Premier League on Premier League matchups. Uh, we should say that Southampton only got a 2 2 draw against Norwich. And uh, Crystal Palace played a scoreless draw against Bolton. So, rematch on that one, too.
1: And you know what, though? To all the Premier League teams that lost, especially the ones that lost to non-Premier League teams, looking at you, Bournemouth.
0: Yes, Bournemouth, uh, 3-0 defeat to Millwall.
1: I mean, screw you guys. Like, what are you doing if you're not taking this tournament seriously, especially this season? Because that's what bothered me the most, is if Tottenham went out there and just said screw it we don't want to deal with the FA Cup and the Europa League because the top of the league is so tight i would be like okay i you know i don't respect that but i understand why you did it mm-hmm. if you are uh, a mid-table team in the premier league this year what the hell are you punting away the europa the FA Cup for
0: no i mean that's what you got to play yeah. for really that's right. that's your, I mean, that's your chance to win some silverware
1: Right. It's, it's not just the silverware. It's, if you're a mid table team, you are literally, as long as you're out of the relegation zone, you are finishing somewhere there where there's nothing to play for because the top six is miles ahead of you. So you're not finishing in six, whether you want that Europa league spot or not, you're not getting it. You're also not going to get relegated. So you're just finishing somewhere and there's so much money in the league now. and, And I understand there's like an extra 2 million to be made per spot in the league that you finish, but at the end of the day, like with the new, um, with the new contract, it's like, you're talking about what's the difference between pocketing 110 million pounds at the end of the year and 116 million pounds at the end of the year. Like take the 110 million pounds at the end of the year and the cup run.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're Stoke city at this point, You know, over the last eight years, obviously eight years ago, you never expected to be a Premier League fixture of a team. Now you are. So over the last eight years, you've just been totally forgettable in mid-table. So if you're Stoke City, like when your fans look back at this season, do you want them to look back and just be like, oh, yeah, it was just another forgettable mid-table finish? Or what if you said, oh, yeah, it was just another mid-table finish, but it was the year that we won the Cup?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's the thing, though. If you are one of those teams that are in mid-table, you need to go for the cup run. Yeah, sure, you can always, you know, botch it in the Europa League qualifiers next season, but you still have a trophy, and the FA Cup is still a domestic trophy that means something. I still, you know, a lot of the domestic cups have sort of lost its value, sort of, but I still feel like the FA Cup is the most coveted domestic cup trophy.
1: Right, and and it's an every it's a one it's an every year is a different kind of thing thing like last year I understand if you were like well the league is wide open and the top four is within reach for nine different teams I understand that this year it's not though like the top six are a couple of teams at the bottom that are absolutely awful so if you're sitting in 10th or 11th you're pretty safe and you know, you're not going to finish much higher than eighth, and you're probably not going to finish much lower than 14th. So, what's, you know, have a go. You know, go for the, go for broke, go for the trophy. And I think ultimately, I don't think this angle gets played up enough in that when you're trying to recruit a new player, when you're trying to sign a player, every player dreams of playing in a cup final. Doesn't matter what country it is. So, a player's not going to be impressed that we won the FA cup in 1975, because what have you done lately? Yeah. But if you t- if you show them that trophy and you say, look, you know, we take the cup seriously. If you sign with us, you can help us get back here. We can make a cup run. We can, you could play in a cup final. You can win a cup. Then that says a lot about your club. Now, obviously with all the money the premier league clubs have is you could just spend more money on the player, but, a player that joins you because you offered the most money will also leave you as soon as somebody else offers more.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. And I mean, it, you know, players want to compete for trophies and the FA cup, it is a, it is a nice trophy and you get some European, you get a European cup spot for it too. So definitely. Something- I'd also just
1: like to congratulate Elliot. Uh, Arsenal might not have, and Bayern Munich in the, next draw, in the fourth round draw, but they were one of two Premier League clubs to actually draw another Premier League club. So yeah. good job. You pretty much got the hardest draw you could have.
0: <laughs> it's like always, right?
1: I don't even know if Elliot's still with us.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I think he's trying to reconnect there from Costa Rica. So uh, let's switch over to the EFL Cup though. So we have the first leg of the semifinals midweek and uh, Elliot's with us again here so first he just missed my shot at Arsenal yeah Uh, so first leg of the EFL Cup oh there he disappeared again Uh, first leg EFL Cup midweek Manchester United defeated Hull City 2-0 and Southampton beat Liverpool 1-0 first of all I hate the fact that these are two-legged affairs but why? because everything else is one game I don't understand why just the semifinal needs to be two legs.
1: Tradition, money, it's stupid. Uh, but also like, I I guess it prevents you from shutting it down to play. You know, to try to go to penalties.
0: Yeah, that's one aspect. I can I can see the argument for that, but at the same time, because
1: otherwise, I I think in the semifinals, if you're gonna go to one game, uh. If you're going go to if you're going to go to you know just one game you have to play it at a neutral field.
0: That's fine. And then
1: it and then it gets confused. It's you It's know. not like
0: Wembley is getting used that much. You can play them at Wembley. Yeah,
1: but I think if you if you play too many games at Wembley like you know the, the allure of going to Wembley kind of wears off.
0: Well, then just pick a I different also, site.
1: Uh I mean you can. Yeah. I also I don't hate it because I like um, the second leg of cups. I like second legs. Second legs tend to get very exciting, especially if like the right team scores a goal.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I now, don't. I don't think the second leg between Hull and Manchester United is going to be exciting.
1: No, because Jose Mourinho is going to go in there and treat Hull as if like they're a really good team, and he's just going to like shut it down and try to go out of the, get out of there with like a nil-nil draw. Yeah, which is like ridiculous because Hull's at the bottom of the league, and it's like just go out there and. And score a couple goals and let some let some kids play, which, you know, of course he's not going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can get exciting. The Liverpool-Southampton game, on the other hand, that can get exciting.
0: That could get exciting, absolutely.
1: I mean, and, and just the fact, it, I think you just have to, it's watching the EFL Cup semifinals is kind of like, it's kind of like watching the MLS playoffs. Like, you just have to accept it for what it is. Uh, don't be mad at it for what it's not and just get into it and like embrace the fact that the rules make no sense. The fact that the away goals don't really count until they do count, uh, you know, it could, it could create drama. We saw it create drama when Rooney scored that goal against Manchester city, but you know,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, second leg is coming up at the end of the month, uh, the twenty fifth and the twenty sixth.
1: It was just impressive that United got their win. They looked pretty dangerous without Zlatan, as they, as I've been saying all year, they should do. Mm-hmm. Rashford getting a good, a good run of games, and we've outscored opponents six 0 in those games. So Jose Mourinho with a great chance to hand someone or anyone a first team debut, which of course he slapped the. Slap that idea in the face.
0: Yep. Yeah, they got a four nothing win over Redding in the FA Cup.
1: And all that happened was Fosu-Mensah played for 15 minutes.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Phil Jones left with an injury, or Rojo left with an injury mm-hmm. when the team was already two nil up and Reading wasn't even getting close to goal, and he can't put Fosu-Mensah in the game.
0: Nope.
1: I mean, come on, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's you couldn't even
1: well. name. You couldn't even name like a midfielder or a young striker probably not a young striker the last thing we need is like a young striker coming in and scoring a goal yeah but a young midfielder
0: a young midfielder like Sean Goss
1: right like a young midfielder and a young winger you couldn't even name them to the bench when you absolutely knew that Paul Pogba and Zlatan Ibrahimovic were not going to see the field in this game
0: yeah, yeah that's bad oh well but uh, it's like
1: it's like ridiculous. You played Ashley Young in this game because you're upset that you haven't given Young, given Ashley Young any matches, and you're like, oh, we have the FA Cup, so it'll be my chance to give him a look. Like, here's a newsflash: because Memphis Depay, he didn't make the bench. You have no interest in seeing Memphis Depay.
0: Um, no, because he wants to sell many, him.
1: But how many people have we seen play left back this year for United? Uh, Darmian, Shaw, Blind, Rojo. That's four right there, and I think Young has done it once. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Mkhitaryan did it at the end of one game. None of those people are Ashley Young. So, like, if Ashley Young can't even get a look at left back or right back where we don't have anybody else at either, you know, he's not really in... Like, if you wanted to give Ashley Young a look, you would have done so by now because we really don't have any fullbacks. No. So, like, why are you wasting your time being like, oh, we should start him in this game?
0: I have no idea. I mean, it's just to give him a game. I mean, he's one of those throw him on wherever type of players really
1: but it th- but I mean it th- the guys made like th- my point is the guys made like three appearances so give him a game it's like what are you giving him a game for you're keeping him in shape for what you have no plans to play him because if you wanted to fit him in you would have fit him in already
0: yeah, yeah uh, gonna... like
1: you know give that spot to somebody to some young kid and see you know see what can happen
0: totally agree totally agree Well, let's uh, take a look ahead at Match Day 21 here coming up this weekend. Kicking things off early on Saturday. We got Tottenham taking on West Brom at White Hart Lane. Spurs sit in third place. They're seven points behind Chelsea and two points behind Liverpool. And West Brom, I mean, playing well. They're in eighth, which is really good for being West Brom.
1: I'm looking back at, at Spurs in the FA Cup, where they, they did a good job in the FA Cup. Uh, what's-his-face was very impressive. Mm, he, even Chelsea, yes, uh, <laughs> he even got a run-out against Chelsea. Yes, what's-his-face? For Harold Winks. He even got a run-out against Chelsea because they were dominating the champions so much. How bad is is uh, Jensen? Bad. Isn't it amazing that Spurs just can't sign a striker for their life? Yep. It's, it's, like, truly incredible, and I was like, it's too bad that they couldn't even, you know, they couldn't even get Jansen to get out there and and score in the FA Cup game, so at least he can, like, establish himself as, like, the new Roman Pavliotenko, as, like, the guy who scores in every non-league match that you play. Yeah. But, uh, the rest of the team, though, I mean, Deli Alli, there's not a player playing in England better than Deli Alli right now.
0: Mm, yeah, Deli Alli had both goals when they defeated Chelsea
1: is a guy who's coming into his own. Uh, he's going to end up at Real Madrid, which is sad. He should end up at United because that's where he belongs. Um, but he's, you know, he's still in for like a dumb, a boneheaded decision at some point in this the rest of the season. Not saying it's going to be this week or any time, you know, but he's still a kid. He's still immature. And... Whenever that next red card happens and every pundit in England like wants to lose their face, just remember the kid's 19. Like Wayne Rooney was still picking up red cards and that guy's a special talent. Dele Alli has a, a lot of bright days ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you're Spurs, you just got to figure out uh, how do we get the ball to him and how do we make him uh, the most dangerous that he can be? Yeah. And as long as you're doing that, you have a really good chance of winning every single game that you
0: yeah that's true. They've won five in a row here now, so they're on really good form. They have the best defensive record in the league only they have fourteen goals in twenty games and uh, looking at their home record real quick, they have eight wins, two draws, no losses so
1: i mean they haven't they haven't lost since they played United, which is a game that they shouldn't have lost. Yep. I mean they should have tied that game up late
0: mm-hmm. yeah only. Spurs and Liverpool are undefeated at home so far this season, so it will, it will be a tough, tough nut to crack for West Brom. But I mean, they they are playing well for being West Brom, sitting in eighth place. They're only one point behind Everton for seventh, and they have three let's see three wins and two losses in their last five, and the losses came against Manchester United and Arsenal. Yeah.
1: Uh, we're talking. Yeah, West Brom. I mean, West Brom are turning into that mid-table team that wins the games that they should win and doesn't win the games that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they, they could do what they do. They could do that thing where they muck it up in the middle and, and try to make it difficult for opposing teams. But ultimately, those opposing teams eventually find a way to beat them. Um, and the teams that aren't as good, they don't find ways to beat them.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, we'll see what it's happens. It's
1: pretty much David Moyes'... Mer- it's it's literally David Moyes' Everton.
0: Ah, yes. But I feel like they played a little bit. Didn't they play a little bit more fun than West Brom?
1: Yeah, n- yeah. It, but in terms of, like, you know, Everton, they never beat any of the top four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they, just, they beat everybody else, and if you played them... Uh, but, like, they had the ability to also lose to anybody else. Yeah.
0: Yep. Then we have uh, the uh, leaders right now. Chelsea, they travel to King Power Stadium to mean, take on. What do you mean,
1: right now? Well, With this right now stuff.
0: You've already determined they're going that are going to win.
1: be the leaders from now until May.
0: Okay. Uh, Chelsea, they go to King Power Stadium to take on reigning champions, Leicester City. Leicester is sitting down in 15th place in the table. They have only one win in their last five games, along with two losses and two draws. They got a scoreless draw on the road against Middlesbrough last match day. And, um, I mean, yeah, I I don't really know what to say about this Leicester team. But I think that Chelsea are going to win this quite handedly.
1: I don't think anybody knows what to say about this Leicester team anymore. I think Chelsea have a nice little advantage in that they got some time off. I think, and here's, this is, ultimately this is why I think they win the league, is if they had to play European games, it would be a different story because Mm -hmm. we just saw what happened when they had to play a lot of games and midweek games and stuff. They started to look human. So I think they're going to like wade through and survive January. And then once everybody goes back to playing Europe and, and having other games to deal with and Chelsea starts going back to a, like a once a week format, they're going to look human again and run away with it. The question is, um, how are they going to play against Bournemouth? Are they going to put, you know, well, uh, not Bournemouth? I'm thinking about John Terry going to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, how are they going to play against Leicester? I don't think they fall into the same trap that Manchester city falls into against mm-hmm. Leicester, but I mean, Leicester got to figure out something. Um, Cause they got to get something going. Yeah. They're they're falling dangerously. Close. I mean, they are at home, where they're better at home. They haven't won away from home, but they're playing a home game, so that's you know good for them. Mm-hmm. What? I, they, like they got to figure out something. And if I'm Leicester, I I worry about two things. If I'm Leicester City now, I worry about just getting myself out of the relegation battle. Like just pull yourself out of that. Get to 14th, 12th place, and then just call it a day in the league. Uh, worry about don't embarrass yourself in the Champions League, go after the FA Cup. Because I think Leicester could really legitimize themselves if, you know, you're going to look at... No matter what happens, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, this was the worst title defense ever. And I think it would be a big-time statement to say, like, all right, we may have, you know, not done great at defending our title, but we won trophies in back-to-back years.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. If you're Leicester City, I mean, how can... that club has never been able to say that, except no. for, like, when they win League One and the championship in back-to-back years.
0: Yeah, Leicester, they beat Everton 2-1 to in the FA Cup, and we should say that uh, Chelsea, they picked up a, let's see here, where did they go? 4-1 to over Peterborough.
1: That real tough Peterborough squad.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Chelsea also, they decided to call back Nathan Ackie from uh, loan. He was on loan at Bournemouth.
1: But they're going to send John Terry there.
0: What? Apparently.
1: Have you not heard that rumor?
0: No, I have not heard that rumor.
1: John Terry is rumored to be heading to Bournemouth.
0: That would be hilarious.
1: It would be hilarious. The crazy thing is... John Terry is right now the only player in Chelsea's squad to have come out of the Chelsea Youth Academy. And, hmm. and he is 36 years old. And if and when he leaves, you know, like that's pretty much it. Like that there are no more homegrown players for Chelsea. Wow. Isn't that crazy.
0: That is crazy. And, I mean, him going on loan to Bournemouth, that's amazing. I mean, I feel like it's clear that he doesn't fit into the Chelsea, you know, the style that they're playing under Conte right now.
1: Well, you can't play him in a back three. No. That's what it comes down to. And where else is he going to play? Huh.
0: Yeah, that's weird. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around right now, which is, I love it. I love the season. I think it's one of the best times. January readers.
1: rumors are just like, they're dumb. I, I January know. rumors are bothering me. It's like, because January rumors, they really just throw out anything. They'll be like, oh, United, they're going after Griezmann, and then they'll be like, in the summer. like Or, oh, they're going to watch like a 100 million pound bid, and it's like, yeah, except the guy's. Like not going to leave the Champions League to go to the Europa League in the middle of the season.
0: No, but there's some stuff that's still interesting, like Crystal Palace going after Patrice Evra.
1: That is interesting. I saw a link. I saw that he was linked back to United, and I would have, I would take him with with open arms back there.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should say there was a
1: there was a rumor there was a rumor of United like potentially launching a 60 million pound bid for Kyle Walker and Danny Rose. Yes. Which I would gladly take.
0: Yeah. I don't think they would sell them for that little though. So,
1: I mean, that's 30, that's 30 million each. And think about it. Like Luke Shaw is like the most expensive left back. And he was 30 million.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of dough for only 30 million, so.
0: It is, absolutely. Uh we should for, say or
1: for only for only fullbacks.
0: We should so. say that uh Dimitri Paye uh, reportedly wants to leave West Ham. He does and, not
1: that's not a report. He wants out. This that's so obvious he wants out.
0: And now they're say that if he's going to strike and not play, that they're going to fine him 2 weeks wages, so 250,000 pounds.
1: That's fine, but eventually Dimitri Payet um Eventually, I mean, what is West Ham right now without Dimitri Payet?
0: They are a team that would be struggling to stay up.
1: Okay, so what what is West Ham with Dimitri Payet right now?
0: A uh, mid-table side.
1: Where are they in the table? They're a team that's struggling to stay up right now. They're they're 13th. like down low.
0: Thirteenth place. Yeah.
1: Okay, so with I mean, think about what every everything, especially last year. Every time we did, um. A West Ham game, we would just we would talk and say, "Oh yeah, they're playing well. Their defense has figured it out, and eventually Dimitri Payet will score a goal for them. That's mm-hmm. their team." So, without Dimitri Payet, like, are you are you gonna are you gonna bench him to prove a point?
0: No, it's more that he's on strike, basically.
1: Yeah, and okay, like you'll find him. That's that's fine, but ultimately, like. Wow, you found him 10,000 pounds, and in three weeks, you'll be 30,000 pounds richer. No, no,
0: 250,000.
1: Okay, so eventually, you'll be a bit richer. Like, okay, but you're going to be falling in the league. Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Let's move on, though. Uh, Everton, they take on Manchester City on Sunday. Uh, Do you think that Morgan Schneiderlin will be in the starting 11 for Everton? Probably. The deal went through today was official. Schneiderlin leaves Manchester United and joins Everton.
1: I mean, the funny thing is, is these things tend to, uh, it's it's like someone will be, like, you know, one manager will say, oh, we can't play Schneiderlin. Uh, He's not match fit. And then, you know, you'll transfer to a new team, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we just got Morgan Schneiderlin. We're going to throw him out there. It's like, it's so it's so funny how that works. And yeah, I think he'll be in the team. Yep. It's it, it, it's almost like last week when uh, when Sam Johnston went on loan to Villa. And uh, and the, the Villa manager said, well, like, I brought him in to play. I didn't bring him in to sit him on the bench. So for, for you know, he's going to play, but maybe this Sunday is too soon. Like, you know, we have to let him get settled in and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, the guy's a goalie. Like, what does he? He There's no system he has to learn. Mm-hmm. He just has to. He has to meet his central defenders, and he has to keep balls out of the net, which he did, fantastically for 70 minutes. Yep. So yeah, I do think Morgan Schneiderlin will end up in the game. He'll certainly play. I think he'll start. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I-, I think we're
1: gonna be. We're gonna see um, how good Morgan Schneiderlin is. We're going to be reminded of that very quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he didn't get a fair shake at United.
1: I don't think he didn't get a fair shake. It's He didn't get a fair shake under Mourinho. His yeah. issue was, you know, he came in as this guy who was pretty much supposed to replace Carrick. He was a high-profile guy, especially the way they signed him and Schweinsteiger the same day. Mm-hmm. And then he gets put in, and it's like, Don't forget, only pass the ball sideways or backwards. And then, obviously, you're not going to be that successful. And the fans were all of a sudden like, wait, we spent all this money on this? Yep. So, Mm. essentially, he, like pretty much everyone else that was signed in the last two years, was put into a situation to fail.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But... Yeah, we'll see how he does at Everton. Um, Man City, one of the best away sides in the league. They got uh, seven wins of three losses. So only Chelsea are better than them on the road. Wait, really? Yes.
1: When do they drop their points then?
0: I don't know. They are only the sixth best, best home side.
1: There you go. That'll do it. I mean, mm. think about it this way. Because... Especially because my friend asked me this the other day. He said, right now, based on the way everybody's playing, how do you think the league shakes up at the end of the season? And, you know, that's a very difficult question to answer. Um, but I said, you know, like if you restarted everybody at zero points right now and you took into account current form and everything, how do you think the top six would play out? And I said, I think City would be six. Do you agree with that?
0: I don't Thinking know. Thinking about, like, factor in yes. how well
1: United and Spurs are playing, because right now no one's on better form than those two.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: you got to see how Liverpool navigate January without yeah. Sadio Mane or Coutinho.
0: Well, Coutinho's back. Damn it. Yep. Yeah, Coutinho came back in the EFL Cup, so with him back in the fold, I think that they can still keep it up. But yeah, yeah somewhere around there, 5th, 6th maybe.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, Arsenal are...
0: I love as the... Long as, this is a side note, but I love the fact that Burnley has the fifth best home record.
1: Well, yeah. They, they, I mean, that's where they get all their points.
0: Oh, I love it. All but one point has come at home.
1: Yeah. They are, they're a different team, and it just... It boggles my mind how like these teams, teams... Like, there's always a Burnley. Every year, it seems. Like, a team that just... You can't beat them at their stadium, and then when they go away from home... They forget how to
0: play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so coming into this game, Man City, they have four wins and one loss uh, in their previous five. Uh, they lost the game against Liverpool 1-0, and then they bounced back and beat Burnley 2-1 at home. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Pep Guardiola really has been in for a rude awakening here, just how competitive the Premier League is.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think he misjudged it. And this was, this was why I said, as, as much as I dis- dislike Jose Mourinho, I said he's in a better shape than Guardiola is because he knows the Premier League. And Jurgen Klopp took nine months to get to know it. Mm-hmm. And he'd be in better shape. Guardiola still had to learn it. It's just a matter of Jose Mourinho decided to take three months where he completely forgot how to manage and thought, oh, like, putting, letting Fellaini run the entire game that seems
0: like a good idea. Yeah. Oh no, well, not... yeah, it's,
1: it, he's been in for a rude awakening.
0: Yep. Uh, City sit in fourth place, they're level on points with Spurs, and then they're two points behind Liverpool, seven points behind Chelsea, one point ahead of Arsenal, and three points ahead of United. So, really interesting the game. The background
1: noise on this one is just so lovely. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, the streets of Manhattan. I'll be
1: inside in a second.
0: But... Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Some ambiance, you know. Uh, And we we can say that we lost Elliot to the crappy Wi-Fi. Giving you a taste of the the crappy Wi-Fi of of the New York City streets. Yep. Uh, Everton they sit in seventh place, they're on 30 points, so they're nine points ahead uh, behind Manchester United. So I I kind of feel like seventh is the highest Everton can sort of hope for this season.
1: I I'm I'm still baffled how they're still the team right behind Manchester United though. Like I feel like they've won one game since September.
0: No, they have three wins in the last five.
1: Okay, well that's how they've done it.
0: Yeah, they they beat Arsenal two to one. Then they lost one nothing to Liverpool in the Merseyside Derby. Then they won two nothing on the road against Leicester, drew two oh, two okay. against Hull, and then they won their latest game three nothing over Southampton.
1: Yeah, so, so they're...
0: and at home they've been decent. They've only allowed seven goals. Uh, while scoring 15, so they're a decent home side.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean they're doing what they have to do. It's just, they went on such a run for such a long time, and they couldn't win. Yep, and they're still just sitting and sit, like nobody overtook them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Behind them is West Brom. They're one. Well, point that's not behind.
1: true. United did overtake them. Yeah. At one point, West Brom and Everton uh-huh. were above.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so West probably, West Brom yeah. they're one point behind, and then they got five points down to Bournemouth. So I feel like seventh place is, you know, they're going to be in or around there.
1: Right, but okay, so they're the one team that it's like they bailed on the FA Cup. I mean, they didn't bail. They they lost two one. They played yeah. a pretty strong side, but they played a pretty strong and uninspired side. Yeah, and I think um, it's
0: gonna take a, it's gonna take a while before Kuhman. You know, he. I know he wants to do some more signings here. They're hot on uh, Jose Fonte from Southampton. So, well, but like
1: Everton right now, or you know, what are they playing for? They're not gonna. They're not gonna catch United.
0: No, they're playing. Uh, I mean, so, they're basically playing to keep that seven spot and get, but it's, the get into is, the is, Europa like, is, League.
1: But is that seven spot like what they what you want? Like, do they want to? I feel like the Europa League is like for all these mid-table teams. Do you really want to deal with the Europa League? Like you'll accept it if it comes along with the trophy, but do you want to get that seventh spot where you got to start playing qualifying games in July? I
0: mean, you st- it's still a European Cup competition. I know it's not doesn't have the allure of the Champions Look, League. Look, but... I mean,
1: you don't have to you don't have to convince me about competitions. I'm a believer yeah. that if you're in a competition, you play to win it, and I, I don't buy into this whole oh Thursday Sunday that's a brutal schedule as if it's any different than Wednesday, Saturday. Okay. Okay? Like I don't, I don't buy into that, but the truth is the teams do. And look at what you're seeing, what's happening with Chelsea and Liverpool right now. And the way that the league is the way the league is. It's just, if you're a team that's going to perpetually be fighting for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah. I do. I do think, it's almost going to be impossible like if you finish 7th and find yourself in the Europa League because of the way the cups are won i do think it's going to be almost impossible to to repeat that
0: well i think i mean this is a big bigger and broader question but i think they should tweak the Europa League so it's not as many teams
1: oh yeah but i mean i think they're only doing the opposite yeah, I think they just made it so that even more teams that are that miss out on the Champions League get in the Europa League.
0: Because I mean, that that's the problem. You got all the the Champions League rejects from the qualifying round, and then you got the I mean, third place the teams grand, from the group stage.
1: Right, but in the grand scheme of things, um, ultimately, even with all the teams, it comes it amounts to two more games. Yeah, because yeah, like if you qualify, like say say you enter in, in a certain round of qualifying, you know, if you entered in the Champions League in that same round, you know, you have two games here, two games there, like, and then you're in, okay, so now you're in the Europa League. Yeah. Obviously the way it goes is if you finish in seventh, you go into like one of the early rounds of qualifying.
0: Well, that's the wrong thing too. I mean, since the Premier League has such a high ranking, you if you finish seventh, just give, just put them in the group stage. But the, well, the point is that, that seventh place isn't supposed to get it. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, the, the the point is is you finish seventh and you're backdooring your way into this competition because simply because teams that were better than you also won the cups and were already in this tournament or in the Champions League, so therefore we just needed to give the spot away.
0: Yeah.
1: And essentially, it's it's you didn't you didn't win your way into the Europa League. You finished seventh, so now you have to earn it. So you you play these qualifying games but once the tournament starts, the group stage is the same. It's just three, you play six games and the only difference is that that round of thirty two it just it adds two games. so yeah, it's a lot of teams but ultimately it's not I don't know if it's a huge burden to add yeah. I just think that the way that you know you can't like if you're Manchester City and you're playing Middlesbrough at home um. If you're playing Road at home, you still have to take that game seriously. If you take it seriously, you beat them 4-0. Mm-hmm. If you don't take it seriously, then what happens is exactly what happened to Sydney. You get a 1-1 draw, and that's two huge draw points. Yeah. If you're Barcelona and you're playing Celta Vigo, who's like ninth in La Liga at home, you can beat them 4-0 with your eyes closed. So I think just the amount – there's no easy game in the Premier League that when you add in those extra games – in the, in the midweek, it's going to make it just hard to replicate where you finished when the other teams you're competing with don't have those games, which is why I'm, I'm very excited to see next year to see this top six go at it next season when all of them will have to be playing in Europe as well.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, that's true. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Then the big marquee matchup of the weekend, Also on Sunday, that's Manchester United hosting Liverpool. And I know you're pretty uh, gloom and doomy about these games, because if you win it, it's awesome, but if you lose it, you feel horrible.
1: I'm much more gloom and doomy about the one at Anfield than I am at the one at Old Trafford. Okay. Because United always win the one at Old Trafford. I mean, for the most part... Yeah, no, I, I
0: don't have the numbers in front of me, so... true. Sure.
1: Well, <laughs> I... For the most part, they always went... I could actually look it up right now. What I could tell you is, though... And here's why I'm a little doom and gloomy... Is the years where they lose... And most recently, that was 2014... 2009... And I think the one before that was 2002. I think those are the last, like, three times... That United have lost to Liverpool at home... Um, those are the years where Liverpool competes for the title.
0: Mm.
1: So essential. So flip it around and look at it the other way. The years where Liverpool compete for the title are the years like they end up winning at Old Trafford. They finished second or maybe third. But in 2014, that was the year Gerrard slipped it away. In 2009, they finished second behind United. In 2002, they finished second behind Arsenal.
0: Mm.
1: Those are the years that they compete. And this year, guess where they're going to finish?
0: second maybe
1: they're gonna finish second so that is kind of like a little bit of a oh god
0: mm. Mm. Uh, we could say that last season they met twice they played in the league and then they played in the Europa League as well so uh, they, the last, latest meeting was a 1-1 draw that was in the Europa League in the league though United won three to one And right. I mean, they won at Old Trafford three-one. A... Yeah, Blint, Herrera, and Martial scored in that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, now yeah, it was, that was a good yeah. I mean, oh my god, dude! Oh, they won in, They won there in two thousand four also. But United were terrible that year. They ha- there hasn't even been a draw at Old Trafford since two thousand. They drew one-one in in March of two thousand.
0: Mm, in the league, yes.
1: And so since uh, since nineteen ninety-eight. They've drawn since September of '98, so the '98-'99 season. They have drawn once, and Liverpool have won four times. Hmm. And United have won one. Oh, Liverpool have won five times. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. United have won twelve
0: times. So this is the one hundredth and seventieth meeting between the two teams in all competitions. Uh, as it stands right now United have won 67 Liverpool won 56 and there's been 46 draws
1: in the league, right? Uh, 45 I that, draws
0: I think this is uh, no, in all competitions
1: that's not true they've drawn 45 times in the league according to Wikipedia they've drawn 45 times in the league 7 times in domestic cup and once in the european cup.
0: oh what am i looking at then i'm looking at something called SoccerPunter.com.
1: yeah i mean I, I mean they count like the 1990 charity shield as a as a draw though like i mean so that factor. okay here
0: sense. it's just premier league and europa league
1: right i mean i'm and I'm a little scared. There's a reason to be scared because, again, these years that Liverpool are good, they tend to win these. They tend to win this fixture. Mm-hmm. That's a reason to be scared. There's a reason to be scared because Jose Mourinho. The last time these two teams played each other, had no intention of putting on a football match.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, scoreless draw.
1: A scoreless draw. Where, as we said at the beginning, you know we, um, as we said at the beginning, he played Ashley Young. He played Fellaini. You know he. He essentially David moyes this thing. Yeah. Like, where, when, when David Moyes would play Valencia and Young on the wings with, like, Carrick and Phil Jones as his holding midfielders, and was like, put out more defenders. Like, I dare you. He, yeah. Jose Mourinho had no interest in, in really getting anything done. I think it'll be a bit different now because he's at home. You know, and they're in really the... good
0: form. They got six straight in... wins in the league. They got nine wins in a row overall in all competitions. And Liverpool, on the other hand, yes, they have four wins and a draw in the league, their last five. But, you know, their latest league game, that was 2-2 draw against Sunderland. That's poor. Then they had the scoreless draw against Plymouth, and then they lost against Southampton.
1: They're in really good form, but you don't want to open things up too much against Liverpool. Because, keep in mind, like, the defense has been good and, and doing its job. The defense isn't incredible, and no. while Liverpool's attack may not be dynamite, uh, you know, it could still. It's more like when things open up, United seem to give somebody a hole
0: mm.
1: every game, like where they just part the red sea and they go, "Oh, you want a chance to go one-on-one with our goalkeeper? Here you go."
0: Yeah, no, I, that
1: seems to happen at least once a game.
0: Yeah, you don't want to run gun against Liverpool.
1: So it's, I do, I do also think that because Mourinho like pretty much has always kept a queen sheet at, at Anfield, that that was one of those things that like came into his mind of like, oh, I always keep a queen sheet here. I better keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, played ultra conservative to be like, well, I got my queen sheet. Too bad I didn't get a goal, but whatever. Can't lose if you don't give up. Yeah, a goal. He's going to have
0: to go for it here, though. I mean, the fans at Old Trafford, they want to see them beat Liverpool real bad.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you've been playing well. Like give the fans something. And I mean, it can it can launch you right back in the race.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean they're not only three points off that fourth spot. So,
1: this is turning into a race, and it's I, I still think the title race is is over, but like the race for the top four is just it's interesting as can be. Yep. And if you can rein in Liverpool, I mean, what you'd be what you'd be two points back on Liverpool, mm-hmm. who are in second place. So, so assume you know Tottenham or City win. Uh, you know they'll they'll extend their gap, or you'll maintain just a three point gap on them. But
0: yeah. if everybody's within like three points. No, that's true. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And then we'll see if if United make any more business or if they're just going to be selling players. They're already I mean, sold Snyderling And we know that Depay is probably on his way out too.
1: I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Because for some reason, Jose Maria like, oh, we're not going to loan him out. Why not?
0: Well, I like, think he not, wants dude? to either sell him or keep him.
1: Okay, but I mean, what does keeping him do?
0: Nothing, really.
1: So, so loan him loan him and if the, at the end of the loan deal the team wants to buy him you we say well here's how much he costs
0: yeah. yeah he's not
1: gonna go for an undisclosed fee he's gonna go for a fee and, and at this point or you say oh he did well in this loan fee we want him we mm-hmm. want him back yep I mean what what benefit does he have to staying at the club none it's not like he plays a position where you're like well if if one person gets hurt like we may need him it's oh, like no. if seven people get hurt we might need you we yep. might need you
0: yep no, that's true. Okay, let's head into our predictions. Elliot has posted his on the sheet here, so I'll read those up too. Uh heading into match day twenty one. Elliot is still in the lead, hundred and forty two points. Polly, you're in second one thirty six, and I'm in third with one twenty nine. So only seven points behind now. You're all, whoa, whoa, you've closed the gap. Yes, I have. Damn. Uh Let's kick things off with Tottenham against West Brom. Elliot and I have the same here, We're, we both think two nothing win to Spurs. Uh, should I play defense or should I? Should I just? No, I'll
1: go two nil. Delia on okay. one, Harry Kane on the other.
0: All of us two nothing.
1: I could actually write him in now. I have the sheet right,
0: open. Perfect. Yeah. Then we got Burnley against. I, I mean, I, you know, we should probably talk a little bit, but. Tottenham—they're really good defensively, especially at home—and I think they have goals s- in We there, already so. spoke
1: about this game. Yeah.
0: So two nothing there. <laughs>
1: Just give <them> a score.
0: <laughs> Burnley against Southampton. Burnley turf more—they're going to win. I, I'm buying into that turf more mystique. So two to one Burnley, Southampton not in good form. They have three straight losses in the league. I know they picked up that EFL Cup win, but in the league, three straight losses.
1: I'm gonna go. I'll. I'm gonna. Oh God. I'm gonna go two 0 to Burnley, simply because t- Southampton right now they've got they're distracted. They have that League Cup win. They got to rest up for the for the second leg mm-hmm. because that would be really nice if United only had to play Southampton in the final. Yes, uh, would also be really nice if we could play Liverpool at Wembley. Uh, that would be ideal. I would try to go to that game if I didn't have the a passport situation. Um,
0: a passport yeah. situation.
1: Oh, uh, my passport expires this year, so like it's always shaky when it's when it expires this year. So like I got to get a new one. Oh, that um,
0: shouldn't take too long, right?
1: No, but apparently, like because apparently they made a new rule about passports in 2007. So everybody like had to get a new passport in 2007, and now ten years later they're all expiring. So it, they're expecting a lot more passport issues. This like not issues, but requests and stuff. So it might slow down the process. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, they also have a, an FA Cup replay coming up, so their mind's elsewhere.
0: I mean, it should be fine as long as it doesn't expire while you're over there.
1: No, I think you have If if it expires within six months, they tend to not let you in.
0: Oh, it's six months? I thought it was three yeah. months. No, six months. Hell, you're an American citizen, even yeah, I'm going to England. And dude, like when I
1: went to Europe in May, like everywhere I went, they welcomed me in with open arms, except in England, where they quizzed me up and down. And I was like, dude. <laughs> Well, the one, the first guy was like, the first guy was like, uh, "Who's gonna win the MLS?" And I was like, "I don't know. I only watch your stuff." And he was like, "He's like, I kind of like those MLS games, like late at night."
0: (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, if you're drunk, maybe.
1: But no, my friends have this theory that like. MLS is like for the degenerate gamblers who like stay up oh, late yeah, at night, yeah, like trying to recover yeah, yeah. Yeah. from like their losses all day. Like they just throw money on the MLS, and it's like the most ultimate degenerates yeah. that are watching that stuff in England.
0: Yeah, that's true. Or you got the
1: uh... <laughs> the way that like an American will bet like on an obscure college football game that's on like a Tuesday night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that they're starting to show Chinese Super League now in England too. Yes. So. But
1: that's because the players are recognizable.
0: <laughs> yep. That is true. That is true. Yeah, Oscar going, Tavis going. So they're getting some names, that's for sure. Uh how much did they offer for uh Obama Young? Oh, like four hundred million or something. Yeah. That's an absorbent amount of money. It was just crazy. But
1: how much money are your dreams worth? Yeah. Because Obama dreams of playing for Real Madrid. And that's the argument I always—it's the argument I always use against the MLS. You know, like the MLS can have money; they could put out a respectable league and everything. You're, and maybe you'll start to get some. Uh, maybe you'll start to get some South American players into the league, but you're not going to get the European players because they dream of the Champions League.
0: Yep. Yep. No, it's true. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but with having that salary cap and stuff, you're you're not going to be able to get even if that
1: went away i mean think even if like in 15 years they went away and financially they were right up there with the with the premier league in terms of what they could offer salary wise yeah you know like you can't offer them a chance to play in the champions league
0: no that's so totally true but i think that if if they didn't have a a cap space or a cap system then you would be able to make it into a top 10 league in the world
1: I I, I, nah, I mean, the cap system is, is really, it's saving the owners from themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So I don't think that's going to go away. But I think in order for the, because the MLS can never, they shouldn't say that, oh, we're going to be one of the best leagues in the world because it's just not going to happen. It is what it is. But screw that. We're talking about the Premier League here. Um, Burnley, Southampton. I said 2-1 Burnley. You said 2-0 Burnley. Elliott says 1-1. One, one. So moving on to Hull against Bournemouth. And uh, Hull, bottom of the league uh, They're really bad They fired Mike Phelan Marco Silva taking over um, Yeah, they're going to lose again 3-1 Bournemouth Elliot says 2-1 Bournemouth
1: I say 1-1 one, one just because I think Bournemouth plays down to them
0: Oh, okay Well, one game where I think it's going to be 1-1 one, one, That's Sunderland against Stoke
1: Stoke do suck recently.
0: They do. I'm going to go with Elliot though. 1-0 Stoke. 1-0 yeah. Stoke. Yeah, they did get a 2-0 win over Watford in their last league game. So maybe things are looking up a little. Then Swansea at home against Arsenal. Swansea on their third manager of the season. Um, I say 3-0 Arsenal. Elliot says 2-1 Arsenal. Are Sanchez and Ozo playing? I would assume so, yeah.
1: I'll go two nil then. It could be more, but you you went three. I don't think they're going to hit four away from home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Swansea, I have a lot to say about Arsenal, but I'll save it for when Elliot's here so that I can I can give him a good job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Swansea did pick up a two to one win over Crystal Palace in their last league game, but ahead of that, I mean, they've been so poor, and they're just shipping goals right and left. They have the most conceded goals right now with 45, so they've actually conceded more than Hull. Yeah. So that's that's pretty bad. Watford, they play at home against the Middlesbrough. I'm predicting Burrow to take a one nothing win in this one. Elliot is going with a 1-1 draw.
1: I'm going to go 2-1 to Watford. Uh, maybe someone out there will watch it, tell us that this game actually took place and happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Watford's <laughs> Horrible. I know that Middlesbrough is much better, but at least they have a win in their in their last five.
1: Home Being at home, that's good enough for three points in the NFL. I'm uh, good enough for a
0: goal. Okay. Then we got West Ham, probably without Dimitri Payet, taking on Crystal Palace. I'm going 2-2 draw here. Neither team is very good at defending. Elliot is going 1-1.
1: 1-0 to Palace okay I wanted to go 0-0 but you, uh, you're neither team is good at defending and Crystal Palace kind of can score these days
0: yeah, yeah they got Christian Benteke uh, but they don't have Zaha they don't have Zaha he's away. way Zaha, yep. yeah,
1: yeah so they can't really use their width and there's so much width in that stadium
0: well you could put out punching on the on the Boing yeah I guess so yeah what happened to him he had a really good season last year like he sort of dropped off a bit yeah he's
1: just he's just not there anymore
0: yeah okay then we got Leicester Chelsea I'm going 3-1 Chelsea Elliot's going 2 nothing Chelsea are you picking the upset um, are you picking the upset Paul? for West.
1: no I picked the upset last time Chelsea are gonna bounce back yeah. uh, I go I go 2-0 also okay Elliot didn't specify who he was going with but
0: <laughs> okay. oh no he did he did in, he did yeah, did in the in IM text. yeah he didn't in text I was
1: trying to sabotage him yep
0: Yep. Uh, then Everton, Manchester City. Both me and Elliot have gone two-one to City. I'll
1: go three. So
0: why not? Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, does Everton Aguero's even back.
1: score in this game?
0: Hmm.
1: Does Everton even score in this game?
0: Yes, I believe so. Pretty good at scoring at home. I don't know. I think I
1: think they might lose like mm. three-nil. I'll go three-one for argument's sake. Yeah,
0: I think Com- Vincent Company will actually be back. Um, for this one. I don't know if he's going to start. Well, maybe not. Nope, never mind. He is... uh, Let's see. Yeah, he's back in training. Alrighty. Um, Okay, so he has had... Sorry, I'm just reading a little bit about this. He's had... 35 injuries at City. Jeez. 35. That is ah, insane. Uh, we should say that um, Gabriel Jesus is probably going to be in the squad. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Should be. I mean,. Uh, you know, they got Aguero, who's a world-class striker. They got Iheanacho, who's really promising. I mean, of course, he's getting you a lot of goals for his minutes. That's for sure. Uh, and then now they added Gabriel Jesus. So they're striking, looking very, very strong. Last game at Manchester United, taking on Liverpool. I'm just, you know, doing it with my heart here. I'm going 2-1 to one, Manchester United. Elliot, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw.
1: I think of like any, you know, obviously both of these teams could score. Zlatan's been scoring recently. Pogba, everybody, good form all around. I, I, I definitely don't see four goals happening in this game, Elliot. Uh, I'm just going to go 1-0 and and hope that I'm half right. Yeah. Hope it's better than that. Hope it's more entertaining than that. Uh, and hope that we just beat these guys down. We need a win. Yes. Like it would be nice for like Manchester United to get a win once in a, once in a blue moon.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, against one of these top teams, it would be nice, especially if they're gonna, you know, challenge for that fourth place. Not even against one of the, the top teams. Place, like yeah. I just,
1: I feel like as a club, like it would be good if if we could just get any kind of win once in a while. We we don't really, you know, just any kind of win. Yep. Any sort of glory. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, let's do final thoughts here real quick. Do you have anything? Uh, on I do, on your but you mind, go first.
1: Probably? You okay. go first. No, do you not have a do you not have a thought?
0: I do have a couple.
1: Well, you get one final thought.
0: Oh, I only get one.
1: Yeah, the, the S is plural because we all have a, a final thought.
0: Yeah, but, but since one, Elliot's not here.
1: Nope, you get one. That okay.
0: Well, we uh, Graham Taylor passed away former England manager. Um, ha- he was in charge during the Euros 1992 in Sweden. Uh, don't remember much of that tournament because I was a little bit too young for that. But uh, England didn't do too well there. So uh, I think we're going to have see some tributes for him around the league here on the weekend.
1: Uh, U.S got their January camp going underway and, oh, uh,
0: January camp. Sorry. Sweden won six, nothing.
1: Oh, that. Yeah. Uh, us got their January camp underway and the media glowing, glowing, such positive praise for the fact that Bruce arena is trying out or not trying out has moved Graham Zuzi to right back, uh, a position that he's what? never played in at any point in his career. Uh, just to add depth there, and I'm pretty sure the media just called for the firing of the previous coach for, quote-unquote, playing guys out of position. So, wow. Funny how that happens.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Sweden beat Slovakia 6 nothing.
1: Just, Just saying, like, the old guy got fired for playing guys out of position, and now you're commending the new guy for playing a guy out of position.
0: But, I mean, I know it's mostly made up of MLS players, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's all it's actually entirely MLS. Oh,
0: it's, it's okay. It's all but and there's Arena's no. But like, oh, like. There's no better right back than switching Zuzi back there.
1: Uh, I mean, I would like. I mean, here's the thing: you have DeAndre Yedlin, uh, who I don't think has done a poor job at all. Obviously, he's had you know he is hit or miss. You have Timothy Chandler, who has been fantastic in the Bundesliga, and. He's like an England player. Like, he throws on the English shirt and he, or he throws on the US shirt and he's terrible. But if you're going to go to the MLS route, this kid, Keegan Rosenberry from Philadelphia, is actually really good. And like, he actually deserves a really long look. And he's a player that I was kind of like, with Quinsman, even with Quinsman, like, wait a minute, why are we not calling him up? Even in October when we had those friendlies against New Zealand and Cuba. And I was like, why aren't we giving this kid a look? Yeah. He's actually been really good this year. So like, yeah, we have options at right back. It's, I just, I don't get why we're not using them. And then there's the whole, like the U S is actually perfectly built to play with a back three. It's actually our best formation. Uh, we just need to work on it, get a coach. That's going to do it and like get our players to, to learn like, this is what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Mm. Because with
1: John Brooks and Jeff Cameron and, uh, I mean, you could throw Beesler back there, or whenever one of the next defenders is ready, or if you ever cap tie Cameron Carter-Vickers, that's your back three. Yeah. And then you put Johnson and, and Yedlin as your wing backs, and all of a sudden you're you're much more dangerous.
0: I should say that Alexander Isak became the youngest Swedish goal scorer uh, of all time in the national team, 17 years old. Uh, very good prospect. He's been uh, rumored to go to some big clubs. We'll see what happens there. You know okay. what?
1: Here's my big predi- big yes. prediction of the weekend.
0: Okay. Big, big prediction of the weekend.
1: United, United win one nil
0: mm-hmm.
1: against Liverpool. Wayne Rooney gets the goal. All time United leading scorer.
0: Ooh. There we go. Well, with that, we'll say goodbye. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noorin. Paulie's P. Quistel W. F. A. N. Elliot is Keats was better. And give Fanrec Sports a follow as well, and we'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then, have a good one. Bye bye.